I think we're good to go. Yeah. Welcome back, everyone, to the podcast. Uh, I feel like it's been so long. It really has. Has it actually been that long, or are we just dumb? Um, I think it's been like a week. I think we recorded last Tuesday. It's almost like we're on schedule. What? If that's the case, it sounds like we're early. You still sound quiet. But it's okay. It's I. It's just because I'm talking quieter right now. Okay. Well. So I have one, two, three, four. I have five topics pulled up, and then I have like four or five that are just in my in my brain. Well, since I'm the guy I am, I'd like to get uh, like one or two topics out of the way very quickly. Go for it. Okay. Joe Rogan. What about him? Apparently, he's racist. Have you heard any of this? As a guy that you know, I dick ride him. Can you at least be like, this is the dumbest shit you've ever heard? This is the dumbest shit I've ever heard, if it's the thing I'm thinking of. It's because he says the N-word in context. Yes. and at- Okay, hold on. Just to clarify, it's not that he says the N-word and he's just like, oh my god, you're a fucking stupid N-word. Okay, he says, saying the word N-word, like saying the word, they say that is racist. The- Talking about it in conversation, not using it derogatorily, st- simply stating the word in a conversation saying, you cannot say... What he's basically doing is when he uses it as an example in a situation in which he's talking about and that word comes about, he's not using it in a negative connotation. He's using it verbatim of the example he's giving. Right. Like say he's reading a news story and it said, this guy said the N-word. He'll he'll read verbatim what the man said and then talk about it. Mm. And they're saying that's racist. Well, to be fair, most of the video was taken out of context. Really? As soon as we start recording? Hi, Andy. Do you need any water? No. You're not going to need any for an hour and a I half. I have this, I have this, and I have that. You have to put the straw back in. It's in front of the... Uh, she wanted to make sure she wasn't in shock. Microwave. No, she wanted to make sure that she also wasn't knocking into it. Say hi, Andy. Hi. Baby, you'll have to put the straw back in. <laughs> she said, I don't need no straw. It's right there in front of it. Right there. So no, I don't think... In his, in the context that they are specifically describing and where they are mad at him, he is not racist. They are being dramatic. Dude, it's a hit piece. It's There's a lot of things you can be mad at Joe Rogan about genuinely, but this is not one of them. What could you be mad at? Like, well, I don't dislike Joe Rogan. I don't think he's ever done anything wrong. But there's a lot of – like he, he – like – People get mad at him for bringing on people to discuss an opposing argument. Okay, and they say you're giving him a platform. Yeah, it's a fucking news channel. They have to give him a platform. No, it's not a news channel. This is okay. So this is what's going on. He gets more views than CNN, Fox, and like ABC combined, or whatever the fuck. NBC, I don't care. BBC. BB. I don't care. It doesn't matter. He gets 11 million average views per episode. That's average. That means some could be 22, others could be a million. Average viewers, 11, mi- 11 million per episode. He gets like 220 million downloads a month. Or average viewers a month. Do you know how insane that is? Oh, and his deal also came out. You know how it was reportedly 100 million? It was more. And it was like 200 yeah. million. Dude's got fuck you money. Yeah. Point being, <clears throat> he's not afraid to have people on that may or may not be wrong. And- People, he okay. This but to clarify, he never says this person's right. 
He just hears their con- like he hears their end of the conversation. He may agree with them, okay, in certain aspects, but that does not mean he's like, okay, this person's one hundred percent right. Well, that You're depends. Just giving a person a platform that depends because there for a while, it to me when I watch these episodes as a fan and someone who basically was like, he's making a, a lot of sense as a person when it came to like um, his belief on the way we're handling COVID. A lot of it felt like he's arguing down an echo chamber. Do you know what that means? Like he's basically barking into a corner and then when the corner bounces back with his words, he's like, that's right. Like it's just an echo chamber. It's what you say is what goes. Mm -hmm. It felt like that for a while until he had a couple people on and they were like, no, you're wrong. And he's like, oh, fuck it, man. I guess I am. Mm -hmm. And like it was that easy. Mm -hmm. But they don't talk about that. And what they in, they talk, they talk well, instead about the what echo they ta- chamber not the well, and, not the after the fact and then when they talked about the after the fact they were like Joe Rogan proved wrong on his own show and I'm like you've realized he's, that's like the whole point of the I show. was like you realize he still posted it right like he doesn't have to release that episode but he did but he, he did. knows he was wrong yeah and he doesn't care and that's what blows my fucking mind is these open and free three hour to four hour conversations that don't happen on mainstream media I think people are used to getting filtered media. Where it's their own opinion. Dude, and you also only get like what he says, I'll verbatim, like you only get like two to three minute segments to talk about what you have to talk about. I'm a, I'm a little biased, boom. but I fucking hate Fox News. Why do you hate Fox? I just think that they're very biased and they show us a, like rose tinted glasses, but in the worst way. Which is funny because of all people, Tucker Carlson is pretty real as it gets, but he's obviously a very far right winger. It just, it's, it, it's he's the, very honest with his opinions, but I don't think most of his opinions are wrong. Yeah, I don't know. It's really hard. It's dude. I don't. I don't watch news. But at the same time, if you wanted to come on Joe Rogan's like podcast and talk, that that would would be amazing. That would be insane. I would love to see that podcast. I would love to hear his side of the conversation in an open-ended discussion that is like three hours long. You need to see who uh, Joe had on recently. Um, He had um, something Osterholm, Oscar Osterholm. No, hold on. I'll I'll fucking I'll pull it up. Um, Recently, he's had a couple people on and. Two of the podcasts scared the shit out of me, and then the other one scared the ever-living fuck out of me because basically what was going down is one of them was a... Here, I'll, I'll show you. Sorry, I'm way down the list. Sorry, guys. For the audio listeners, all four of you, half of them me or Josh other two are girlfriends okay so recently he had on Ben Burgess 10 out of 10 watch it Uh, Ben Burgess is a columnist in the Jacobin magazine an adjunct philosophy professor at Morehouse College and the host of his own podcast uh, or show sorry the other one is Majid Nawaz, I'm, I'm so sorry, I know I'm butchering that. Um, he is a former Islamist turned counter extremist activist, author of multiple books and public speaker. Uh, it's three hours and five minutes and it is some of the best three hour and five minutes I've ever, like ever, ever, ever heard. I listened to it twice in a row at work. It was, it's amazing because he has personal experiences as to why he has these beliefs and all his concerns are 100% like they're, they're like, not validified they're um validated validated like and it's what he's seeing and what's going on with how the united states is now responding to certain threats as far as like whether it be covid or terrorist threats uh he's seen it all before and 
his main point is once you give a little, you give a lot. And then once you realize you gave a lot, you can't give anything back. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it makes sense. And nine times, like it's episode uh, 1780. Everyone, please go watch it. Um, It's amazing. All 40 of you. The other one is Michael Osterholm. Uh, Michael Osterholm is an expert in infectious disease and epidemiology, professor and director of the Center of Infectious Disease Research and Policy. He's also the host of Michael o- the Osterholm Update COVID-19 podcast and the author of multiple books, including Deadliest Enemy, Our War Against Killer Germs. And multiple times in this podcast, Michael Osterholm, Joe Rogan had him on during when the pandemic first started in like March mm-hmm. and when they went on lockdown eventually, like initially and he had him on again and there's multiple things that joe got wrong and he was like fuck you're right and dude's got his stats he's got his uh he he can pull up his receipts like everything um another one that blew my mind was the majid one because that's one i mentioned before Mm -hmm. he also had receipts for every single thing he was concerned about um dude like yeah and then also Dave Smith, because Dave Smith, he's a, he's a political commentator, but also a comedian. That was a good one. Okay. Um, but these now have COVID-19 warnings. Mm-hmm. Learn about COVID-19. Learn about COVID-19. Like, yeah. you see all the blue? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's up? She gave up, but um, what <clears throat> did you see his tweet mm-hmm. or his Instagram post where he apologized? The apology, mm-hmm. and then uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah, and then within the apology, he also basically explained that uh, he'll try and have differing opinions on back to back instead of weeks at a time. Yeah. Um, but what people don't under what people don't understand is he does all the scheduling himself. So to the point where he will get the number and like um, the contact information on someone and text them or call him him themselves and be like, hey, I want you on. Is there any way we can do this? He doesn't have like a publicist. He doesn't have a manager to handle that. Other than like Jamie. uh, That's a producer. But as far as scheduling who goes on the podcast, he does that. Yeah, he does that all personally. So um, he also has a very tight schedule booked through like months. So every time he has someone on here recently with a differing opinion, he's brought them in on purpose to be like, Hey guys, I'm not that guy, but this is to let you know that I, I, I want to hear both sides. Mm-hmm. I just have a very tight schedule. Um, I'm going on and on. It's been like 10 minutes, but the whole fucking, the hit piece on him, like Joe Rogan's racist. He's fucking, he's this, he's that. And a 30-second th- video of him saying the N-word over and over and over and over again. The one thing that I totally understand was his uh, comparison of seeing a bunch of black people and comparing it to the Planet of the Apes. That was rough. Ten years ago. People can change. And, I mean, to be honest... If you are not allowed of all, of all, to grow and change as a person... Dude, like... Uh, d- yeah, yeah. Of all the comedians or anybody for the record i've ever seen try to be canceled he's the only one that i've ever seen that was so unsuccessful that they stopped yeah now you just got a couple news pieces talking about him but like there were so many of his friends that just so happened to be black that were like what the fuck are you talking about dude Mm -hmm. like not to mention these podcasts have been on youtube and spotify like when spotify brought him over these podcasts were on there Mm -hmm. and they listened to i'm sure they listened to most of them people knew what he said at the time, it's not about 
whether he said it, it's about the context in which he said it. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is most important. Do you remember the interview with uh, Samuel L. Jackson to where the guy was like, just say it. Yeah. He was like, just say say the word. I will not answer the question unless you say the word. And what Samuel L. Jackson's point he was trying to prove was the more afraid of the word you are, the the more offensive the word is. He's like, I want you to ask me in the context of what you're trying to ask. Otherwise, I'm not going to answer your stupid fucking question. And he wasn't even offended by it. He was like, just say it. Like, you're asking me a question. It's not derogatory. Just ask the question. Right. Don't be afraid of the word. Yeah. And he was like. There's another interview with Morgan Freeman. uh, And he's like, you stop calling me uh, a black man. I'll stop calling you a white man. We're just men. Like, it's not. Yeah. It doesn't have to be racist. Speaking of Samuel Jackson, this is a great segue. I said Morgan Freeman. I said Samuel Jackson. Uh, Samuel Jackson. Um, this one. Hold on. Reacts to Joe Rogan controversy. Apology. Okay. Um, let me see. Okay. I guess he stands differently on it now. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh. Okay. Maybe you and I are both wrong. Uh, Quote, unquote, this is what Jackson said. There's no context where a white person is ever allowed to say that word, never mind publicly on a podcast. He slash Rogan is saying nobody understood the context when he said it, but he shouldn't have said it. It's not the context, dude. It's that he was comfortable doing doing it. Uh, say that you're wrong. Say, you're, say that you're sorry because you want to keep your money, but you were having fun and you say you did it because it was entertaining. It needs to be an element of what, story is, what the story is about. A story is context, but just to elicit a laugh, that's wrong. I feel like he was told wrong. Like Samuel Jackson. Hold on. Jackson is referring to it. This is a video, of course. Cosmetic breakfast. I. Because I don't think he's he ever ne- said it for fun or to elicit a laugh. No. And he also is the same guy that told Quentin Tarantino to say the fucking word in the movies. Yeah. When Je- uh, Quentin, or sorry, not Quentin Tarantino, um, Leonardo DiCaprio was having trouble getting into character on the set of Django Unchained because he didn't want to get, like he didn't want to say the N-word, let alone with a hard R. And Samuel Jackson was like, dude, just say the word. He's like, he's like, you're, you're playing a character, this, this, and that. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm not black, but is that not close to the same thing? It's in which the context is, like, in which the context is? Mm-hmm. So just because he's playing a character is different compared to Joe being like, he called you a... I think I don't think Samuel Jackson was told the context. That sounds like they they did it out of context. That's the most non Samuel Jackson shit I think I've ever heard. Was that ever a Samuel Jackson quote? Did they actually talk to Samuel Jackson? I should have read this article before we started talking because I thought I was about to pull out. Hey guys, and that's not what happened. Hold on. Um. Speaking with the Sunday Times via Screen Rant, Samuel Jackson gave his thoughts about Joe Rogan. Oh, and Screen l- Rant? I don't believe it. Via Screen Rant, Sunday like Times uh, gave his thoughts about Joe Rogan and the latter's use of the N words multiple times over the years on the podcast. Jackson's thoughts seemed pretty clear on this, and he provided context around both his feelings and Rogan's, Rogan's response to the initial controversy. Check out what Jan- L. Jackson had to say, and then he gave that answer I referred to. Um, 
quote, Samuel Jackson in his remarks does clarify at the end that the acceptable use of racial slurs like this needs to be within the context of a story. So I think they gave him the wrong context. Hold on. Think about what Samuel Jackson just said. Hold on. There is no context where a white person is ever allowed to say that word. Never mind. But there is a context where a white person is allowed to say that word. Never mind. Publicly on a podcast. He is saying nobody understood the context when he said it. But he shouldn't have said it. It's not the context. Dude, it's that he was comfortable doing it. Saying that you're sorry because you want to keep your money, but you were having fun and you say you did it because it was entertaining. He, The entertaining part he's talking about was the kind of halfway mostly racist story about him being like, we went and saw the Planet of the Apes and they saw it in like a bad part of the neighborhood. And it just so happened to be the bad part was filled with majoritably, majoritively um, people of color, mm-hmm. mostly black. Um, and he said when he got out of the car, it felt like he was actually in the planet of the apes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Um, but you were having fun and you say you did it because it was entertaining. That's the part he pertained to entertaining. He was like, I'm just, I was, I was being stupid. And to be fair, when you hear the context of the story, yeah, he was being fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, a story is context, but just to elicit a laugh, that's wrong. Um, Samuel Jackson, his remarks does clarify at the end that the acceptable use of racial slurs like this need to be within the context of a story. And Jackson has pointed back to the story of Quentin Tarantino's Django Unchained in which Leonardo DiCaprio as Monsieur Calvin L. J. Candy was asked to say the word a lot. DiCaprio was uncomfortable with that and raised reservations at the time, but doing it about doing it and how it would be perceived both Samuel L. Jackson and Quentin Tarantino were insisted that he go through with the script saying this was a more believable and how these characters would have talked at the time. Ultimately, DiCaprio did, though it's worth noting that the film did receive its own share of controversy because of its portrayal of African-Americans and the use of racial slurs as well. Hmm. I don't know. I don't think we can speak on it. Sounds about white. It's a little annoying. So the Ukrainian war. That's a segue. Um, Dude. Just. Are we going to get drafted? I don't think so. I think I'm too overweight. And I think I'm too much of a felony. Felon. Whatever that word is. High five. Um, No, but for real. That was hate speech. First off. I would just like to say the coming together of everyone else is inspiring. Happened when Pokemon Go got released. Why can't we do it now? Seriously, though. I mean, like everyone. Except Russia. And except Russia. A couple of their allies. Chechnya. Um, I got to talk about that, too. Okay. Just everybody is so supportive of everybody else, other than Russia. It's inspiring. It really is. Right. And the Ukrainians are only winning because of their fucking morale. The Russian morale is as low as it can be. You know they lied to them, right? Have you heard this? No. So there was a video, and it was a Russian soldier who had been captured by the Ukrainians. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, fuck. What did I do? Oh. And we're back? There was a Russian soldier who had been captured by the Ukrainians. They recorded him. And they asked him what he was doing here. Right. Hold He's, on. I'm checking my voice as we talk. I think I might have, I might have fucked things up. Hold on.
Why does it do that? Boom. 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 I think that might be good. Guys, if the audio sync is off, I apologize so much. So there was a Russian who was captured by the Ukrainians. <laughs> There's a video circulating. So I just started blasting. And they asked him what he was told he was doing there. He said not only did Putin say they would be welcomed, but he said that they were only running drills. Repeat what you just said. Putin told this soldier and a bunch of others uh -huh. that they were going to be welcomed to the Ukraine and that they will only be running drills. Then a all-out war broke out. Correct. And they were not told that that would be happening or that they were invading. Why? It was what the Russians soldiers were told. So they were under the impression that they were under the impression that what? That it was just a drill. They'd be going in running some like training drills. You know they're fucking like dying, right? Yeah. Ukrainians are stomping them. Mm. Speaking of which the ghost of Kiev. Nope. The Ukrainian Reaper. Hold on. Is that it? This is flaming dragon. Okay, flaming dragon. Go fuck yourself. Face. First, take a big step back and literally fuck your own face. Explain the context of that video. So, because here, flaming dragon. That's the battleship, the U.S., the Russian battleship. The island, a Snake Island. It's controlled by the Ukrainians, and there were thirteen Ukrainian soldiers. That island. Yeah. And that was a Russian it's called Snake Island. It was a Russian carrier ship, correct? A, Ru a Russian battleship. Yep. Yep. Okay. okay. So what happened was, is the Russian battleship. Uh, they hailed them, which basically means they called them on the radio. And they were like, hey, we're Russian. Fucking surrender. And the Ukrainians said... I think that's too uh, stale. Yeah. The Ukrainians said, oh, um, no. And uh, Have you seen the actual video of yeah, what they said? Yeah. No. And um, Go fuck go yourself. Go fuck yourself. Like, okay, so they were basically like, you need... If you do not surrender, we will open fire. And then he was like... Like you can hear in the background, he was like, he's, they spoke in, what is it, Ukrainian? I'm sorry, guys, mm -hmm. I don't know. You can hear them mumbling to each other. And then he was like, okay, and go fuck yourself. And like, he literally like, he's basically like, the, he, he gave them a fair warning in English and in their language. Mm -hmm. Him and his, I guess, first commander, whoever is second in charge was like, what else should I tell them? And then you hear, go fuck yourself. And he's like, and go fuck yourself through like through the fucking. So. The Russian battleship opened fire, and at first... They were losing. No. No? They were all thought to be killed. Today, it came out... Yesterday. They survived the bombardment, and all 13 were captured. Alive. 
Well, they're dead now, right? They're still thought to be alive. But they, the point, the craziest part is what you're trying to say is they survived the bombardment and of were, a Russian battleship, and they were alive when captured. When captured, all thirteen were alive when captured. Is this real life? I don't know, but the Ukrainians are fucking baller. Can we talk about their president? One second. Okay. So, the ghost of Kiev is a Ukrainian pilot. Kiev meaning? Kiev is a place in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Because there's some people that don't give a fuck about this. I know we've been talking politics this whole time, but... But This is, like, insane. So, (laughs) Russia cannot... You like Call of Duty? Keep listening. Russia cannot establish air superiority because of one man, the ghost of Kiev. Mm -hmm. He has... I've heard nine. I've heard eight. He has six confirmed Russian airships destroyed. If they have established air uh, superiority by now, then we apologize. The one... He shot one paratrooper ship down. 150 soldiers. Six confirmed aircrafts. One of them was a paratrooper aircraft holding 150 Russian soldiers. He then was shot down, thought to be dead, and came back in another airplane. Confirmed? Confirmed. Can you pull up the story? I I have a piece of it up. I don't know if it's everything I'm talking about, but it's just talking about the ghost of Kiev. Social media has been ablaze with outlandish claims of a pilot known as the Ghost of Kiev who is reportedly traversing the skies and taking down Russian jets. But does he really exist? A number of videos posted on Twitter showed a jet soaring through the sky amid speculation. The pilot downed six Russian planes on the first day of Vladimir Putin's war with Ukraine. (laughs) Uh, Former Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko, Poroshenko, adding to the speculation, uh, he... He tweeted out a picture of the alleged pilot. The Ukrainian Ministry of Defense has also seized on rumors of the flyer's heroics and tweeted an image of an MIG-29 as part of a post reporting that retired pilots were returning to the Air Force. The tweet said, who knows, maybe one of them is the Air Avenger on the MIG-29, which is so often seen by Kievites. That's Kiev. Kievans. Yeah, yeah. The Ukrainian <laughs> Kievites, government you mean? <laughs> posted a dramatic 30-second video on its official account saying the flying ace dominates the sky and is a nightmare for invading Russian aircrafts. Hmm. There is a fake video that has a lot of views. It's 5 million views, but it's from a game called Digital Combat Simulator. Heard about this. Keep reading and talking. Ooh, ooh, look at that, guys. Fucking ears are... Holy shit, Josh. Do you see this? Wow. I know. Uh, basically it just seems like people don't think he's real, but I don't know, man, he, he, he's real. I'm gonna go with he's real. 
But, you know, in true ghost fashion, does he exist or does he not? I feel like that adds to the mystery. If, if he really exists, then he's doing fucking phenomenal. But if he doesn't exist, he's just supposed to scare the Russians. Wait, but hold on. You just said people don't think he's real? There are a lot of people who think it's fake. Is it? Well, there have been confirmed Russian aircrafts being shot down, and there is a jet in the sky, and it's the same jet. At the end of the day, even if it's propaganda, it's it, the, the morale of the Ukrainians are being like super brought up by this man. So I, I don't know, man. Even if he's fake, it's fantastic propaganda. But this, there's another one. This one's confirmed real, and it's... It's the man on the ground. They call him the Ukrainian Reaper. I think I've, I think I've heard of this guy. This this fellow. Recently, rumors of a Ukrainian Reaper, a sniper who kills Russian troops with the intense accuracy and frequency, have been popping up across social media. The Ukrainian Reaper has been identified. His name, Volodymyr Vist. I'm sorry if I butchered the first name. He probably did. Volodymyr Vist. Volodymyr Vist. On February 25th, someone in Ukraine tweeted out a photo of a Ukrainian soldier with his face blurred out for privacy. The tweet claimed that it was a photo of Vist, a soldier who had already made 20 confirmed sniper kills in the Russian-Ukrainian conflict. One person, 20 kills. Quickly, people on the internet gave Vist the moniker of the Ukrainian Reaper. And then people have been comparing him to the ghost of Kiev. <coughs> right now, the two figures are mostly considered an urban legend spread by Ukrainian supporters on social media. Oh, there's another one. What? How many of these fucking people are there, Josh? With rumors circulating about the Reaper, people on the internet are starting to compare him to Simo Haya, a.k.a. the White Death. Dude, I love these names. Someone's beckoning, beckoning okay. Haya was a military sniper from Finland who fought in World War II. Okay. And is widely known as the most deadly sniper in history. Ooh, holy fuck. It is estimated based on Haya's personal journals and work from historians that Haya killed 500 or more men from the Soviet Union during the war. And that is where this article ends. <laughs> That's it? But that one is confirmed. His name was the White Death, and he killed 500 Soviet Union soldiers during the war of World War II. Andy has a candle in the bedroom. Could you knock on the door and ask her for that? Hey, beautiful. Yeah, sure, that one. Just like on the table. I have two if you want to light a different one. Okay. But yeah, the Ukrainian Reaper and the Ghost of Kiev. First off, fantastic names. I'm digging it. You're really leaning into that whole Joe Rogan aspect. I just like, I don't smoke cigarettes, man. I know. I just like cigars. Um, Thank you. But to segue, because I don't want to talk about politics this whole time. I have a couple things to talk about, actually. Okay. 
uh, does any of it have to do with nerdy shit? Yes. My first topic after politics was going to be Obi-Wan Kenobi. That was not mine. You continue. Okay. So a new private Obi-Wan Kenobi Twitter account may hint at a potential trailer release. How so? Lucasfilm has been quite sparing with how much information they provide on their future Star Wars projects. It took what felt like an eternity before we found out when the Obi-Wan Kenobi series will finally find its way to Disney+. Plus. This one's gross, by the way. It smells gross. And the I like the other one. I like the other one, too. I'm While gonna... it won't release until late May, some eagle-eyed users have noticed the Obi-Wan Kenobi Twitter and Instagram accounts have been created and are currently set to private. As the accounts are currently locked, there's no insight into what exactly they might be building up to, but it would imply that they'll potentially share something on the project oh. if they've already created the accounts. As Disney Plus trailers tend to drop around three months ahead of the premiere and we already got the poster, there's a good possibility... The fact that the accounts exist is certainly a hint that Lucasfilm's marketing department is getting ready to prepare some kind of advertising push. It's still speculation for now, but here's hoping they teased us with the poster and the release date dropped some time ago. Basically, they've created the Twitter account and the Instagram account for Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series. So the speculation is, is if they've already created them three months in advance, and this is when trailers for Mm -hmm. series usually come out, is that we're going to get an Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer soon. You really think we'll actually get it soon? Obi-Wan Kenobi comes out in May. Mm. I inhaled that. And we're going into March. So we're overdue. That is so much better. Yeah, but we were also overdue for Spider-Man and everybody, like, we got it. (laughs) That one, okay, but that one did take a while. Yeah. That one, it took a long time for that one. I still have the screenshot of when I sent you it when it was going up in millions. The trailer. Mm-hmm. Mm. We we watched the trailer go up live, and it first it released, it had 500,000 views a minute off. 25 minutes after it released, it had 5.5 million views. That was also the same one where we thought um, Lizard Dude. That's the same trailer where Lizard Dude gets punched in the face. Yeah, and he clearly got punched. Do you think they put that in there on purpose? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So it wasn't like accidentally, fuck, you can no. tell he totally The Spider-Man got- No Way Home's entire advertisement campaign was, oh shit, we leaked that, our bad. That was their whole thing. Is because Tom Holland is a spoiler bitch. Okay, and if, if you listen to interviews, I can't remember the exact interview I saw on um, TikTok. But Zendaya and Tom Holland are being interviewed, and it's by uh, – he's a really famous interview. He has the glasses. Yeah, no. Oh, here. He asked them. You can probably find it. But he asked Tom. Yeah, he asked Tom. He was like, so how did it feel? And he's like, I don't know. I wasn't Hold there. On, not explaining. How did it feel whenever you were uh, doing the stunt where Zendaya falls off the Statue of Liberty and you have to go and catch her? And he goes, oh, he, yeah, that was he, – a- He didn't specifically say that, but the way Tom – from Josh's context, that's the type of that's the question he was asking. And Tom was like, "Oh, that yeah, it was he, a crazy like, scene to look at, but I wasn't there." And then like he stopped, and Zendaya started going into this whole spiel about the, how cool the, it was. He said he saw Tom's soul leave his body when he when he answered. When he, he the reason he said that was because he said that in the interview after the movie came out, and he was like, "I knew you were in the movie talking to Andrew Garfield." Andrew Garfield. Yep. So, do you want to do your topic, or do you want me to continue with continue. my nerdy Those topics? Those are both gross. That really upset me. Um, 
So this one's really cool. Uh, Stanley honored with a new plaque at Avengers Campus in Disney California Adventure Park. Did not hear about this. Um, the it the plaque says, "We dedicate Avengers Campus to the incomparable Stanley, the person that person who helps others simply because it should or must be done, and because it is the right thing to do." is indeed without a doubt a real superhero. Thank you, Stan, for inspiring the hero within each of us. You have made us all true believers. Thank you, Stan, for inspiring the hero. Well, it just repeats. Does it actually just repeat, or did you accidentally repeat it? The article repeated it. Oh, for real? Yeah, okay. I was about to say. That person who... I'm reading the actual plaque now. That person who helps others simply because it should or must be done and because it is the right thing to do is indeed, without a doubt, a real superhero. Thank you, Stan, for inspiring the hero within each of us. You have made us all true believers. Shut up. Can I see it? Uh, Closer. It can focus closer. The Stanley plaque. Yep. All right. You're good. It's on Avengers Campus in California. No shit. Yeah, I got teary eyed. That was good. <laughs> I love Stanley. Don't we all? And you going, don't... going back and watching the old Marvel movies with Coda, I just see Stanley. Uh, and I'm just like, Andy, <laughs> Andy's gone through, and she's so obsessed with them now. She tries to watch them without me, and I'm like, Hey, I fucking tried to tell you for like six months to watch these with me, and now you're not going to watch them with me. And she says now that she's watched them, and I've pointed out Stanley in the first couple. That's all she notices every time he's in there. She's like, Oh my god, it's Stanley. I'm like, Yeah, that's great. The best, the one she's seen so far was when he was like, Come on, champ. We're we're Vietnam vets. We can handle it. And then uh, it's when he when he's drinking. Yeah, and he's like Excelsior. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. Do you know what I never noticed in that scene? His buddies. One is asleep. Uh The other one's standing there still, like. Yeah, like frozen because he's so drunk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I never noticed that. Okay, here's a big one. Okay, big. Bruce Campbell has a Doctor Strange two cameo with a beloved Marvel character. Stop. Bruce Campbell, uh, Ash, Ash, Evil Dead, Evil Dead, or he's uh, this might be a reach. He's a co-star in the series Burn Notice. Love that show. I know him. It's a great show. Yeah, yeah. So, Bruce Campbell says I he, thought he was already in the MCU. No, yeah, he was in uh, Spider-Man uh, one, uh, one and two. Yeah, that's MCU now. He was supposed to show up in three as Mysterio. Sorry, it's canon. Sorry. Bruce Campbell says he reunited with Sam Raimi to film a scene with a beloved Marvel character in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. <gasps> That's what I wanted to talk to you about. Doctor Strange? Yeah. Do I have any more things? Uh, uh, just a Redditor had a meetup with the actor and asked him if he was going to appear in Doctor Strange because him and Sam Raimi are good friends. Sam Raimi was the director of uh, Evil Dead. Um, and uh, Bruce Campbell said, the deal with Doctor Strange is interesting. A majority of the film was reshot extensively, so I have no idea what's in there and what isn't. I did a cool scene with a character that's been beloved for years, and we'll have to see what ends up in the movie. I don't know if it's still in there. It's a pretty cool part. That's what he had to say. It would be cool if he shows up as a Mysterio variant, because that's what he was supposed to be in Spider-Man 3, was Mysterio. Uh, Spider-Man 3, sorry, Spider-Man 3, Tobey Maguire, before the reshoots with Venom. Okay, you remember this? 
Oh, you don't remember this? I do, but I thought that was debunked. No. He's showing me a shitty picture of... It's a pre That means it's just like due for like more CGI and just to look better. But it's Professor Xavier allegedly on the set of Doctor Strange 2. Okay, so do you remember in the Doctor Strange 2 uh, commercial or the trailer, trailer... The new trailer. When he's walking up the stairs, what is, what is clearly some version of Iron Man's uh, droids? The Ultron bots. Ultron bots, okay. Those are Tom Cruise's alternate variant, allegedly, because people. If you, if you, if you've seen the high res picture, it looks like a black person. Cool. It's the Illuminati comic. What do you mean? It's the Marvel's Illuminati comic. What do you mean comic? The comic book strip Illuminati. It's the Illuminati. That's confirmed. Okay, that includes Professor Xavier. The original Illuminati is Black Bolt, Doctor Strange, Mr. Fantastic. Um, a variant of Iron Man, which Namor, is... Namor, Superior Iron Man, superior. And Professor X. And one of the theories that leads into the fact that it is Superior Iron Man, and it's probably Tom Cruise, is because Tom Cruise originally was supposed to take the mantle of Iron Man, but he specifically said he didn't want the helmet because he wanted people to see, see his, his face, face. And the Superior Iron Man just so happens to have a helmet no mask. that doesn't have a mask. Yeah. Dude. It all Dude. tracks. It all makes sense. It all tracks. But in the pre-visual hold shot. On, hold on. Hold on. There was also a Keep pre- talking, but I'm going to pull this There up. was also a pre-visual shot. Do you remember the scene to where it's overhead, and you see Doctor Strange walking into the room, and you can see that they're standing on the thing mm-hmm. for people that don't know what i'm talking about uh there's a shot in dr strange multiverse of madness to where he's walking up the stairs with the iron man uh what are they called ultron ultron droids? They're called ultron bots ultron bots directly after that scene he walks into a room and you see the back of dr strange's uh body and there's one two there's, one, two, there's three. three chairs on either side. No, there's, and there's one no. seat in the middle that's empty. Wrong. There's three chairs on yeah. one side and two chairs on the left, and the one that's covering is the six. And there's six people in the Illuminati comic. Trust me, I'm not wrong. Six people total. You can see five chairs. The one that Doctor Strange is covering is the middle one, which I'm convinced is Professor Xavier. There's one, two, three, and then one, two, three, and there's a spot in the middle for Professor X. That's what I just said. You can only see. No, 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 no. You no, can no, only. No. You're, no, hold on. You're misunderstanding. I'm saying there's a seat right here. There's a seat right here. Okay. And there's three on this side. His first right here, Doctor Strange and is I'm, in the way of. I'm No, no, no. Right here is the chair. Doc, uh, Professor X is in the center. There's another seat that we can't see, but it is not Professor Xavier's So seat. why would there be seven instead of six? Because there is seven. There's no, seven of the Illuminati. No, six. Look it up. Look up the original comic. I'm telling you, there's only six. My point is is that there's... My point was that I don't think there is a chair for Professor X. There's a spot open for his wheelchair. That's what I'm saying, but that's what I mean. There's not seven of them. There is six. So the spot Doctor Strange is covering is Professor X's. And what we think it the, the person it will be is the variant of Professor X, which is what? What's his name? A variant of Professor X? Yeah, the one who plays Jean-Luc Picard. Oh, uh, Patrick Stewart. Yeah. That one. Yeah. No, no. That. Go back up. That's it. I know. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yep. yep. Black Bolt, Doctor Strange, Reed Richards, Namor, Iron Man, and uh, Professor X. Okay. So, uh, the Reed Richards, I was... Th- 
supposedly supposedly heard of. Come on, Reddit. Why? No, I don't want to hear that. Um. Dude, it all checks out. Oh, and what I was saying was, is when Doctor Strange comes up the stairs, there's a visual shot of uh, a pretty viz of Professor X's wheel, like um, hovering wheelchair at the podium, and then Doctor Strange standing at the bottom. That was a previs shot that was leaked, and it was confirmed to not be real. Uh, that was two years ago. So, and we. This- is a little higher, more res. Okay, show them can, what that is. You can see the goatee, and you can see a lot of things. It, but to the right. Okay, they got it. But the main point is, is that the hips are feminine. That's another thing. Um, People think it could be photon. No, it's a version of Captain Marvel. I was literally going to say it's but a. I don't think it's it, photon. I it, think it's Kang. If it's anybody, I was going to say it's an iteration of Captain Marvel. Which would be Photon. Um, Photon's Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Maria Rambo. Sounds like we've read the same articles, just slightly different. But the only other theory I like, if it's not Superior Iron Man, because if it is Superior Iron Man, he has three Infinity Stones. That's why he looks like that. Correct. So, the only other theory I like is it's Iron Lad. Iron Lad is a version of Kang, and he's also related to Tony Stark. Okay, here's one for you. How is Guardians 3 going to tie into this? Because James Gunn confirmed this will be... Drax is dying. Yeah, Drax is dying. Drax is uh, dying. Either Nebula or uh, Rocket is dying. I don't think they could kill Gamora again, so I think she's safe. And I don't think that they would kill Peter Quill. I think it's Rocket. I told uh, Dakota earlier, I said, I'm pretty sure it's going to... It's definitely Drax, because Dave Bautista wants out. I get it, but it's upsetting. I really like that. Um, another thing is you also have to think about the fact that Rocket for the past, like, I don't know, six movies has been trying to find body parts. And the theory is that he's tired of people calling him a fucking mutt or a raccoon or a trash panda. You think he's going to come back as Bradley Cooper? No. The reason what he's trying to do is is he's trying to build himself like a symbiote body. So mm-hmm. this way he doesn't look like a synthetic. Ra- synthetic body. So he doesn't look like a raccoon. He wants to look human. So this way you can be like, fuck you, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's also a very good theory. I it's sh- a little out there. I shit over it, but it would explain why he's looking for eyeballs. He's looking for arms. He's looking for legs. Like, yeah, I, th- we also all saw that as a running joke. But it'd be, it's a James Gunn thing to do to be like, no, he's building a robot body, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But James Gunn didn't go- come out and confirm this. W- this is the last time you will ever see this team. Yes, and it's supposed to be super, super sad. Yeah, no, he said it's not a. He said, quote unquote. This is not a happy-go-lucky good film. I'm worried. I'm not worried about the film. I'm worried because I know I'm going to cry. <laughs> it's probably the saving Private Ryan of Guardians. Like, we'll get what we want, but, like, we won't. At what cost? I don't know. There's Tom Cruise in the armor. Dude, that's the only way that he they could... That is the only way I would accept him in the MCU. You know what's funny? Hmm. He'd be fucking dope in that role mm-hmm. to segue it a little bit and then we're gonna go back into nerd stuff yeah this is science news okay a 93 million year old killer crocodile discovered with a baby dinosaur in its stomach like fossilized nuclear techniques confirm a rare finding that crocodile devoured a baby dinosaur advanced nuclear in 
Synchrotron Imaging has confirmed that a 93-million-year-old crocodile found in central Queensland devoured a juvenile dinosaur based on remains found in the fossilized stomach contents. The discovery was uh, made by a team from the Australian Age of Dinosaurs Museum and the University of New England who carried out the investigation with ANSTO scientists. Neutron and synchrotron instruments penetrated rock to reveal the reconstructed to reveal and reconstruct the concealed fossilized contents. So it was a crocodile like in the dirt or in the rock. It's buried underground. It's like fossilized. The crocodile, this is the scientific name. You know this sounds it. you know this sounds like fucking uh Jurassic Park, right? Like the, we dug in and we found a mosquito fucking in the goddamn. Yeah. Okay. The crocodile Confracticus? Confracticus? Something like that. Sorrow. Confracticus? Sorrow Catonus, which translates as the broken crocodile dinosaur killer. That's a savage name. Why is it called that? <laughs> Probably because he eats crocodiles. Or the crocodile eats dinosaurs. Oh, <laughs> was about two to two point five meters in length. I'm gonna Google how long that is. Two point five. Okay, Google. What's two point five meters in feet? Eight feet. That's not ginormous, but it's not small. Did you forget we had a Google right there? I wasn't gonna ask Google. I didn't want her to talk on the podcast. This ain't her fucking podcast. Just kidding. Um, she answered quick. <laughs> broken refers to the fact that the crocodile was found in a massive shattered boulder. Early neutron imaging scans of one rock fragment from the boulder detected bones of the small chicken-sized juvenile dinosaur in the gut on ornithopod that has not yet been formally identified by species. So not only did they find the crocodile with a juvenile in its belly, yeah. they found a new species of dinosaur. How is that? Fucking with my nose right Senior instrument scientist Dr. Joseph Bevitt explained that the dinosaur bones were entirely embedded within the dense ironstone rock and were serendipitously discovered when the sample was exposed to the penetrative power of the neutrons at ANSTO. Dingo, Australia's only neutron imaging instrument, can be used to produce two and three-dimensional images of solid objects and reveal concealed features within them. In the initial scan in 2015, I spotted a buried bone in there that looked like a chicken bone with a hook on it and thought straight away that it was a dinosaur, explained Dr. Bevitt. Human eyes had never seen it previously, and it was and still is totally encased in the rock. The finding led further. High-resolution scans using Dingo, which is the scanner its name's dingo in the synchrotron x-ray imaging and medical beamline over a number of years 3d digital digital scans from the imaging and medical beamline guided the physical preparation of the crocodile which was impossible without knowing precisely where the bones were conversely the fragile samples had to be carefully reduced to a size that the synchrotron x-rays could penetrate to high quality scanning the results were outstanding in providing an entire picture of the crocodile in its last meal and partially di digested juvenile dinosaur. 
It is believed to be the first time a sync. Big words. You're getting out of breath over here. It is believed to be the first time a synchrotron beamline was used in this way. IMBL instrument scientist Dr. Anton Maximenko assisted the investigation team to push up against the power limits and fine tune the facility to successfully scan the large samples. Dr. Bevitt explained that the team used the full intensity of the synchrotron X-ray beam to achieve the results on a dense rock. Yeah. It's not over, but there's a lot more. Um, I don't want to read that. They found a brand new dinosaur. They found a brand new dinosaur. One that they can't explain, apparently. That was also eaten by a crocodile. So, what he's basically saying is, what's living on the Earth now ate something that is no longer living on the Earth now. Correct? Yep. Millions of years ago? Yep. What's the significance of this article, sir? Uh, just uh, it's a new scanning technique, and they used it, and they found a new species. Speaking of crazy scientific shit, can I show you something? Mm-hmm. You guys can see too. Hold on, <laughs> two seconds. Flaming dragon. It's flaming dragon. That shit is so funny. Uh, I think it's TikTok. Yeah, here we go. Middle top. I saw this. V Interstellar. Why is the black hole different from the real image captured in 2019? They're not quite the same. So the person talking, his name is Kip Thorne. And Yo, he well, is... Play the video and then I'll just show them the video. And I'll turn the volume up. Well, you they... can't really see on your cracked ass phone. So I was explaining who he was. No, on the it doesn't look as cracked on the screen. Show... Whatever. Let me just explain just his name. Come... His name's Kip Thorne. He's a physicist behind Interstellar. He's okay. the guy who did the science. Email me say, gee, you really got it right. We didn't get that right at all. There's no crossbar here. And it's brighter on one side. We're not brighter on one side there. So what's going on? Well, here is one way to understand what's going on. So the camera for the movie Interstellar is near the plane of the disc. And so that's what it looks like in Interstellar. But we're going to move the camera up to the North Pole and see what happens. It's pretty obvious. You lose the crossbar. And then you blur things out. Because the radio astronomers don't have very good... uh, You hear his students being like, oh my God. In the movie, it just... He's rotating it upwards to the top of the black hole. And then he's blurring it with the technology we technically have today. And it's the same image. It's insane. It's crazy. It's fucking insane. So basically what he's explaining is what we... What we pictured in Interstellar, the science is there. But it's if we were right there. Mm -hmm. The only thing we can see from the black hole we captured... Modern day, like, did you know that the science behind the um, 
digital creation of Interstellar actually helped them come up with the equation yep. to find the black hole that we actually took a picture of. Mm -hmm. <sighs> it's fucking insane. Let's talk about the Lego Star Wars saga. Are you seeing me watch it? I I don't. Was that Lego? Yeah, that's, dude. It's pulled up. Um, you sent me a trailer the other day. So this <laughs> game, dude, is I, this, I'm is a this, big fan of Legos. Is this I open world? Completely, hundred percent open world. Okay, but elaborate to these motherfuckers. Okay, so it's not it's not Marvel Heroes open world. It this is hold on. open. It, it's, it's pretty close to Lego Marvel Superheroes too. That's the best open world we've got. We've gotten. Is that the one to, to where the world's small, but once you get in it, it's bigger? Yeah, it, okay, that's the one that ha it's called Chronopolis. That's the one that has different parts like Sakaar, fuck Asgard, that. I want it New, to be New York. huge. It is. You There's can not. Go to, you can go to Tatooine. You can go to Mustafar. You, hold on, I, I can pull up all the plans okay, you can okay, go to. Okay, okay. Just okay. explain the last couple Star Wars games, like how they worked. Uh, basically, I mean Lego Star Wars One. Um, you had a couple doors, and it was Episode One, Two, Three, and then you had a preview for Episode Four. Um, and then the second Star Wars Lego game, um, you had episode four, which is the one that was previewed on the previous game before, uh, five and six. Um, and then was, was there another preview for the games after that? What do you mean? Uh, was there an, a preview for episode seven? No, there was no episode seven when those games came out. There Holy. was. There's an episode. There's, uh. No, there, when four, five, and six, the Lego game came out, there was no. Yeah, basically. Seven, eight, nine. There was no seven, eight, Lego nine. Star Wars one was episode one, two, and three. And, and they had a preview for they. You could play the first mission of Lego Star Wars Two, which was a New Hope. Yep. And you played as Darth Vader and a Stormtrooper. And then in Lego Star Wars Two, it was called. It was technically the complete saga, but it was episodes. Uh, At the time, they didn't realize it was episodes four, five, and six. Okay. And then we had Lego Star Wars: The Complete Saga. Okay. And that was episode one, two, three, four, five, six. And then, and then here recently we have the Skywalker Saga. Hold on. <coughs> I don't like the hold on. We had uh, Lego Star Wars: The Clone Wars, which was my personal favorite. It had so many characters. You, the mini kits of the game were older characters. So one of the mini kits of the game was Galen Merrick, Starkiller. And you could unlock them and play them. And then we had uh, Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens. And that's the one I have. That's the one I'm Is most Starkiller the dude from Force Unleashed? Force Unleashed. That's Galen Merrick? Galen Merrick. That's That's, that's, that's him? why I have like my name on Google's Galen Merrick. Galen Merrick is the true name of Starkiller. I didn't know that. Vader's apprentice. So first or best only. Do we not count the um uh the inquisitors? Yes. They don't count. Why? The entire point of, of inquisitors, inquisitors is you are not apprentices. You are not Sith. You are not Sith. You're you're Sith Inquisitors. You work for me. You are not my apprentice. Why does that sound like a way for them to not be able to kill him but still work for him? Exactly. Hmm. Who came up with this concept? Vader. No shit. Mm -hmm. Don't lie. Vader. This is in the comics. Is there like an actual plan Vader came up with to be like, how can I get evil force users to work for me without them feeling like they need to kill me in order to um, complete the rule of two? Yep. Explain the rule of two. The rule of two is there can only be two Sith Lords, no more, no less. The one true Sith Lord, so that's the one training the apprentice, and then the apprentice will kill the, the Sith Master. And then so on and so forth. And so on and so forth. And then that Sith Master who killed their Sith Master will then get an apprentice. That apprentice will kill him. And it's a reverse and re oh, yeah, repeat and rinse. And so yeah, yeah. It, it's basically, it's so that there are. 
Is this? A, it's literally a way for Vader to get some of the strongest Force users ever to work for him without them being like, "We got to kill this." Motherfucker. And most Sith Inquisitors are Jedi who were turned during Order sixty six. Gotcha. And to be fair, we haven't actually seen Inquisitors be super dope. The the up the until only good one, fallen. like the main one. Yes, Fallen Order. Order. Fallen Order. Uh, they had it's called the Seventh Sister. Yeah, she yeah. was a badass. Which one was that? Seventh. That's the main one. The one that like fights you the whole game. That was maybe second sister. The which one was the uh? Is her name Kai? Who is our apprentice? Not apprentice, our master. No seventh seventh sister is from um, Rebels. Second sister. Second sister was. Trilla. Trilla. Okay. Second sister was Trilla. She is the main and antagonist her, of the Fallen Order. Her original Jedi Master was who? What was her name? Uh, Seer. Seer. There we go. The black woman. Correct? Yeah. What? I What? Fucking Joe Rogan. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, she was an, oh my God. She was an African-American Jedi. But that doesn't really pertain to the story. There is no African-Americans in fucking Star Wars. There's no Africa. But... Um, the main other than her, who was very powerful, his name was the Grand Inquisitor, and he's from Rebels. Okay, and um, he was the most powerful. So of what them. you're saying is Vader himself literally came up with this concept. Yeah, and specifically was to be like, I just need some badass motherfuckers working for me. Yeah, no, they were his like tactical team. Are you they for were real? His SEAL Team Six. There's no way. No, I'm serious. I didn't know that. Yeah. Where w- was this originally going? What do you mean? Like who created this? No, the original conversation we had. It was Lego Star Wars. Yeah, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. So uh, Clone Wars came out. That was really good. And then... Uh, well, you had mentioned some. The reason I went into Inquisitor is what I'm talking about. Force Awakens. We were talking about Force Awakens. We're talking about Force Awakens. That was his uh, his actual... Um, uh, Force Unleashed is what you're thinking. Sorry. Oh, you were talking about apprentices because no, I Galen Merrick, Galen Merrick what, Clone was, Wars. was that his one and only apprentice? One and only actual apprentice. And I didn't play the second one. So yeah. how did... Well, Galen Merrick's a clone in the second one because he dies at the end of the first one. Okay, so I never finished the first one either. Uh, Darth Vader kills him at the end. Okay, would you believe me if I only told you I only played the... Uh, do you remember the beta yeah. that, that came out? Yep. Crushing did. ATSTs. I feel that. Uh, through the linear path, the best. Do you mission? know what I'm talking about? Yes, and the then best. You, and then you jump down. It was the and first. Then you get to kill Shakti for the fourth time. If we're being completely honest, if you play um, Jedi Fallen Order, mm-hmm. and then go b- back and play the um, preview version of uh, the Force Unleashed, mm-hmm. it's pretty similar. The way it works, correct. The only difference is in Jedi Fallen Order, it's more 3D. In um, Unleashed, it's clearly a 3D linear path, yeah. 100%. But the way you, like, even though you're going forward, you can still drop down and go up. Mm-hmm. In Jedi Fallen Order, you can go everywhere. Mm-hmm. Other than, like, the first story, it's more, it's obviously well, that. chic. Yeah, it was, uh, dude, I cannot get over how great Fallen Order is. Dude, I 100% completed it, I know. I, st- I don't want to talk about it. My Xbox fucking fried. Either way, uh... The newest Lego game coming out is called Lego the Skywalker Saga. 
It is 100% open world. I have the map pulled up. Are you ready for this? Uh, let me close these windows first because I'm sure we're loud to our neighbors. But it feels good. Huh? Leave them, leave them, we're almost done anyway. Leave them open. We have we have tw- we have 30 minutes left. What are we at? An hour and two. Dude, we're almost done. Okay, we still have 30 minutes left. We're not doing 30 more minutes. Yeah, we are. At the end of this, we're done. Absolutely we go until we not. run out of time. To- Dude, don't stretch it because this has been a good conversation. I don't want to. I don't want to blow smoke up people's asses for 30 minutes. No. What? The only thing that's a stretch is Joshua's fucking knee. Okay, so are you ready? <laughs> Come on, that so was great. Is, that was great. This is the Lego map. Yeah, for extended. All of these name. are open open world. We okay, got, you showed me this map. But okay, look, we got Exegol, Octu, Kef Beer, Indoor, Jakku, Takodana, Bespin, Hop. Show them the map. Hold on, I'm reading the names. I can't wait until we have an actual thing I can show you. Mustafar, Dagobah, Crate, Ajon Klaus, Yavin 4, Pasana, Naboo, Dagobah, Utapau. Dakar, Tatooine, Geonosis, Kashyyyk, Kamino, Kajimi, and Karunka. For the record, it's the mini map. It's the galaxy map. Okay, this is my point. At this point, after getting Jedi Fallen Order, after getting the version of Marvel Heroes 2, Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2. Okay, after getting all that, they have no excuse to not make this amazing it is going to be amazing they've showed us we can give you a linear open world Mm -hmm. and we can also give you an open world that isn't necessarily linear but it is also limited give me both but like a little more like so the main reason i pulled it up was because if uh this is the pre-order uh game case that's the case of the game that's what you had up earlier this is the pre-order case can i see it Yep, 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 yep. The, Explain what it is. It's Lego, Han Solo, and Carbonite. Yeah, That's okay. the case. You also get an... Ex- if, if you do the physical pre-order copy mm-hmm. of the deluxe edition, you get an exclusive minifigure, Luke drinking blue milk. It's just Luke in his... Uh, yeah, okay. Yep. And you get six character packs. So that comes with like the Clone Wars era, the Jedi... The Mandalorian has been confirmed. These are all character packs, so you get characters from those eras. Oh, that was you. I want to talk about Mandalorian as well. Okay, yeah, okay. just give me a second. But yeah, there's a lot we've talked about off camera that we haven't recorded. So, uh, this is I don't like pre-ordering. This I'm really might pre-order it. It comes out. You don't mm- like pre? You okay? He's the same gentleman that woke me up and said, "Hey, you need to go in my bedroom right now. Turn on my Xbox and pre-order Destiny's DLC. What is it called? Witch Queen. Phenomenal. I have one more thing to talk to you about, as well as the um, what I just said before that. Mandalorian. Yes, 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 yes. Is it about Destiny? No. Okay. Well, since you have one more thing to talk about, it's a uh, it's a Souls extension. He, he's giving me shit. Elden Ring. He's giving me shit about pre-ordering but if you read the articles not only has the witch queen been praised for its story building but it has been said to be the greatest story expansion in the past 10 years of any game any game i played it i beat it the raid comes out this saturday it is fucking phenomenal have you beat it this campaign yeah it has a base Version and mm-hmm. a legendary. Ver- I beat it that night. That's why I was in the chair for nine hours. <laughs> nine hours. I beat the campaign in nine hours. If we're being completely honest, a DLC that's nine hours, that's not bad. I thought it'd be more. 
Uh, for $79, sorry. Well, I just did the base price. There's, you're not talking about side quest, exotic missions, other you, stuff. You know what? You're right. You didn't buy the uh, deluxe edition. Yeah, I did. Oh. Well, then you got juiced. Nine hours, that's it? Nine hours of content? And I, I bought it. I didn't install it. I had you install it. Yeah. Yeah. I bought the deluxe edition. Yeah, for seventy nine ninety nine. I was there. I fucking yeah. I can't install it without seeing the price tag. My point was is that <laughs> the deluxe edition came with a lot of cool stuff, and I get like uh, Destiny has seasons now, and I, I I basically I bought four seasons worth. I thought it was a specifically not season game. They changed it. Why? What are we fucking Fortnite? Well, the 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 well the tier system is more Fortnite, but it's like. There's way more content than Fortnite. Shut up. You are justifying very hard right now. Because Fortnite's Battle Pass is... I know, but they'll be like, season 17, boom, worlds explode. And then fucking you continue on and it's the same shit over and But over the again. season for this mm-hmm. is just like strictly cosmetics. So like you get an emote, you get a sparrow, you get a ghost. Nothing that... Like, you get an emote, a sparrow, and a ghost? Yeah. So... There's stuff that's not locked behind a paywall, and those are all weapons. Okay. Everybody gets them. It's just to give you something to work. If towards. you pay seventy nine ninety nine, no, you don't have to pay anything to get the weapons. Where does the paywall start? Sorry, where does uh, the paywall start? You get a free. You get a exotic. So that's like uh, like the best type of gun. There's only technically one version of that gun. Okay. And if you pay, uh, I think it's ten bucks. Uh, every season you get the exotic for that season. And then if you, basically what I paid for was an exclusive exotic quest. Okay. I paid for uh, a ghost, a sparrow, and an emote. Um, And I paid for the raid, four seasons. So that means what's 90 times four? You're asking the wrong guy, dude. Hey, Google, what's 90 times four? Say okay, not hey. Okay, Google, what's 90 times four? I paid for a year's worth of pass. 264, but it's 360. Okay, so. 90 days is each season pass. You have 90 days to claim 100, 100 tiers of rewards. Okay. 100 tiers. So that's 400 tiers worth of items in the next 360 days. Sometimes you get one item, sometimes you get two, because it doubles. There's the free tiers. And then no, the I understand tiers. what you're saying. I just realized something very dumb. What? That vent is honestly laughably close to that light. Oh, my God, it is. Why would you point that out? I'm so sorry. Um, but <laughs> it's, Des- it's honestly Des- it's Des- terrible. The is fantastic. Okay. I cannot okay. praise it enough. The story is fantastic. It it opens the world to so many new things. Is that RPG? Excited. It's role-playing MMORPG. Okay, so what would you consider Elden Ring? Let's let's jump into that because this game has... I, I can't click any of my favorite streamers without literally watching them walk through this fucking game. It's a single-player RPG. Okay. What? MMORPG is major multiplayer online. What the fuck is going on? Why is this game so prestigious? It's a Souls-based game. Explain it's a what Souls the- game. Oh. It's, it, it's Dark Souls 4. Okay, so the only thing I know from that is you don't get a storyline, you get no HUD, all you can really understand well, is... that's the thing about Elden Ring, is it's been adapted. 
So in in Dark Souls, you have to beat this boss to go to the next boss to go to the next boss to go to the next boss and continue the story. Okay. In Elden Ring, you, you can, can do you the can first sk- boss or you can skip it because it's like too hard and they didn't go to the to the fourth boss. Well, can't you do the same thing in uh, Skyrim? Yeah, but Skyrim's different. I don't know. Dark Souls is notorious for having very linear but open paths. Skyrim is do whatever the fuck you want. Correct, but there's also what they would consider it's what they there's a term for it now. It's called soul based games. Mm-hmm. And what that means is it's roll, so, roll, 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 roll. Well, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's so notorious people can only people can only compare it to oh, it's like Dark Souls one. Oh, it's like Dark Souls two. And from what I heard, this is like Dark Souls 2, but mostly 3, because you get a lot of easy ones to trick you as far as main bosses. Mm-hmm. But then where they get you is some of the main bosses turn into, or some of the easy bosses turn into the main bosses. Mm-hmm. So you could be like, oh, I only have three bosses ahead of me. In reality, you have four, because three of them turn into like one or two. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. They split. It's it's a thing that Dark Souls Yeah, does. you get to a phase, boom, cutscene. Next boss, even yeah. though it's the same yeah. like physical person you're fighting. Um, I've seen multiple people. I don't. Do you know who XQC is? Okay, sorry, just fucking yes. saying. Okay, a lot of people don't because people don't aren't. Not everyone's up with streamers. That fucking ADHD ridden buffoon. Final boss. I love him, but he's final boss. <laughs> final boss. Fucking high level. Fucking was just rocking and rolling, dude. Seven hours last boss. Yeah. You know who fucked up? Who? Ludwig. What do you do? The stream doesn't end till I beat Elden Ring. <laughs> you know what someone commented? You, you know what someone commented? What? Oh, so this is a subathon again. Do you remember do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Subathon is you stream endlessly until uh, like a certain goal is reached. Uh, no, the subathon is you stream as long as you set the goal for. You know what's funny? I bet he's still streaming. Guess how bossy's on. What? Yesterday was uh, last day. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's. It was supposed to be a three-day stream. Mm-hmm. Today was the last day because if he didn't finish today, he had to go with his girlfriend, Cutie Cinderella, mm-hmm. and get her a cat. That was the bet. Mm-hmm. He got her a cat. Oh, he also decided to double down halfway through last night and be like, if we don't beat it tonight, boys, I'm going to get her two cats. So I guess he got her two cats. That was 11 hours and 52 minutes ago and 16 seconds. And this is live. Still playing. Still on the last boss. He's been on the last boss for... Seven hours and 22 minutes. Also, we love mechanic updates. You can jump in this game. At one point, he was like, should I just jump or should I roll? And someone was like, dude, jump. It's easier. Just jump. And he was like, I'm going to roll. What if I rolled, though? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, yeah, no. um, It's been really fun to come on at 3 a.m. every night, and he's still awake trying to beat bosses. Um, 
this is the funny part. 24 hours ago, he was on the third to last boss, and I was there when he beat it. And I got to comment, I was there. You're funny. <laughs> Dude, it was fun to watch. What's this guy's name? The guy I watch for Dark Souls. Okay, that's another thing. As far as Dark Souls go with this game, um, why is it so different? It's, like, uh, why, why is this game so hype? I, I, I don't understand it. Just the update mechanics, the update of how bosses work, and just it's it's Dark Souls without the frustration of having to beat that boss and having to beat the next boss. You can skip it, go to the next boss. It's, okay, so this it, was it relieves th- frustration. This was his thing. He came to what they call a like a skippable boss, and he. For about 35 minutes, he was like, I don't care if it's skippable. I just want to beat him because I know it's easy. I'm just tired because at that point, he had been playing for 24 hours straight. Mm -hmm. But it came to the point where he was like, I'm not fucking going to bed and moving forward until I can beat him because I know I can. I'm just lacking right now. Is that where these games get you? Yeah. That's annoying. Lobos Jr. I've never heard of him. That's the guy I watch for Dark Souls. If you want to see some dude, like make Dark Souls look easy, Lobos. Lobos is ridiculously good at Dark Souls. And he's he's playing Elden Ring. He is fantastic. He only has 367k subscribers, but his whole thing like this one has is his most viewed 2 million 6 years ago Dark Souls One Punch Man run. Mm. You know the boss I was just talking about about the fact that Lud took like, 35 minutes on XQC figured out a very high um experience strat to where it gave you more XP mm-hmm. which obviously I'm assuming that translates more into what you can do more in the game and leveling up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh XQC the first time he went in there he one hit him. Right. Dark Souls boss boss rush mod. So you just fight bosses after bosses after bosses. Okay. He's ridiculously good, dude. I've been wanting to upgrade PCs and get a PC to where I can play games like that. Mm-hmm. It's like 500 bucks, man. Mm-hmm. Are you building your own? Like, Are you going to the website where you can build it? No, I'm going like off Amazon, pre-built, everything. Um, I still can't afford it. Balling on a budget. No, I mean, to be honest, what I've been wanting to do is I've been wanting to upgrade to where I can move that PC out here mm-hmm. so we can record on that mm-hmm. and it'd be easier. Um, or uh, buying like a gaming PC, having it out. I don't know. Do I you do, know the exact price? Uh, I can figure it out. Why? You want to go halfsies? <sighs> don't do that to me. Do you want to go halfsies? You want to play on it too? Well, duh. I thought you were a PC gamer. Broke. He's a liar. <laughs> we I have a savings. It's not real money. Yeah. Nope. Nope. And that's the way to fucking make sure that you always have it. Yeah. I I'm like, like that. you've seen my safe. I have money. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Same way. Um, the one I'm looking at right now is I got below a thousand in my savings. Like it's low right now, mm-hmm. and I hated it. Annoying. Before you sent me that, yeah, I was at five. Oh, and I was upset, like because I'm out of work until Sunday, 
Yeah. This next paycheck is gonna be so bad. Oh, I think when I sent you that, I was at ten. Like thousand? No, hundred. This <laughs> <laughs> a thousand. Uh huh. You were at a thousand. Yeah, yeah. And now you're at like six. I had to pay my car insurance. I had to pay my phone oh my God, bill. You're like four. I had to pay. Yeah, it got low. I hate that. It's okay. My rent was paid. Fucking insurance was paid. Like so you're good. And everything's paycheck's gonna be. Yeah, nice. technically, I still have more in the account, but everything's accommodated. Like everything. See, but he ma- he makes a band for his. Like my check last week was six. That's disgustingly. I wanted to vomit, <laughs> and that was when I thought it was gonna be fat. Like my fattest check ever was eight. Yeah, no, my fattest check ever was thirteen. Yeah, that was a good month though. With the eight no, check no, because of well, taxes, I, hit, I would have made like dude. A I hit like 30. I hit like three holidays and a fucking some overtime or something bullshit like that. Yeah. Oh, and then I got my bonus at the same time. Like it was just was totally my unexpected. eight was because I worked on Christmas. Oh, I worked Christmas, New Year's. I worked Halloween, Thanksgiving, Halloween. Like I, yeah, I worked New Year's yeah, and Christmas this and year. This year, disgustingly, day. I worked every single holiday. Didn't take one single day off any holiday at all. Worked every single one of them, yeah. as well as overtime. It was gross. So Elden Ring, I dude, I I want to play games like that. I want to be able to. You doubt. can play it on my Xbox. I know, but I just I. I want to be able to like hop on my computer and be like. Uh, I just want to feel like one of the cool kids. I just want to be able to. You. I just and want you to have that glowing keyboard. Uh, well, I, you've seen my keyboard. I have the. I have the. I don't need a nice microphone. That doesn't matter. You do. Well, no, that doesn't matter. You can move these in there. The, one of them. I've already thought about just buying one and then a single audio mm-hmm. interface and then just moving it in there. Yeah. I don't care about streaming to be honest. Um, having it would be nice for like Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've I, no like quite literally. I've just wanted to like get a nice PC. Fucking just be able to. The only thing that we would have to figure out is if we go have these. What happens when we move out? Um. Would you just give me like what? What would happen would would be is I give you the half that you paid, or you give me the half that I paid, and one of us keeps it. Correct. You're an Xbox whore, and I'm more of a PC guy. So I, I think, figured you would just give me yeah, the half yeah, later because yeah. that would be easier for yeah. you to like do after. Watching multiple things and just like kind of, you know, if you have somebody else build your PC, that you can probably set up a payment plan, right? I don't even know how to start that. There are people like people on TikTok, yeah, who yeah, do a thing. Well, and the only problem with that right now is if I built, if I got a pre-built one, mm-hmm. even though it's not up to like huge great standards, I can still run ninety percent of games. The only problem being is right now graphics cards mm-hmm. super expensive, yeah, and very hard to find. Found. A graphics card that can fit in my PC mm-hmm. at fucking Best Buy mm-hmm. for a hundred and twenty bucks. Yeah, that's not bad. No, it's not. Here's the problem: power unit can't handle it. Mm-hmm. You need a new power unit. It requires eleven hundred watts. <laughs> You're at like five. I'm. I'm no. Believe it or not, I'm at nine. Not bad. Still not good enough. Still can't buy it. <laughs> um, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. My ass cheeks hurt. Mando. Uh, for real. I know your ass cheeks hurt too. Don't even start with me. Um, I move around a little bit more, or maybe a little bit less. I don't know how that works. I don't move at all. Oh, what? Well, that's probably that's <laughs> probably why. Um, so with Mandalorian, I read an article basically saying something about the fact that Boba is technically in Mando's verse, not Mando and Boba's verse. 
it's what I tried to explain to you whenever we were talking about people were upset about Book of Boba Fett. Correct. And but the entire... when I read the article, it made me more confused after the conversation we had because what you and I talked about made a little bit of sense. But then when I read the article, I was like... Ignore the article. Okay. I was like, what the, the main okay. thorough through of all these shows, the Ahsoka Tana show, the Book of Boba Fett show, and a few other shows that are coming up. It is, is the Mandalorian is the main character. Luke Skywalker was the main character of everything. It was the Skywalker saga. The Mandalorian Anakin. and the shows. Anakin. Skywalkers. Anakin. Oh, oh better, better. The main character is the Mandalorian, Din Djarin. Book of Boba Fett is a story that branches off of Mandalorian, but With, he is going to show up. So it's, he did. So Book of Boba Fett is what they would consider a branch off within the Mandalverse. Exactly. Okay. And Ahsoka Tano, she's getting her own show. It's called Ahsoka. That is a branch off inside of the Mandalverse. And... The confirmation I read about this was the fact that Mando will be in Obi-Wan as a side character. I'm sure. But it's Mando's verse. Yeah. How? Because they're building the shows off of the back of Din Djarin, Mandalorian. They do this thing, especially John Favreau. And okay, that's Kevin another. Feige. Well, hold on. That's another thing I read before you finish. I apologize. I really don't mean to cut you off. I, I know I do that sometimes, if not a lot. Um, but on this specific note, mm-hmm. what I specifically have read is the fact that George Lucas had a specific request. And the request was that um, if Grogu is going to be what they would consider a Jedi. His complaint and request was he needs the proper Jedi training. Mm -hmm. And the way this article went about explaining that was the way Disney did it was being like, okay, and then completely turning it around by in the series Book of Boba Fett being like, technically, he's already had his training. Luke just realized he's now remembering that he's had most of his full training because he's 50 years old. Mm -hmm. Basically, what the article said was, it's like telling George Lucas, okay, here's what you want, but also fuck you because he doesn't need to go with Luke and Jedi train. Because basically... I would want them to have a show called Luke and Grogu and they go out okay. and train and he does like adventures. The base of the article was basically explaining that George Lucas wanted Grogu to have proper Jedi training if that's the direction they were going in. And they were like, yeah, we totally understand. And instead, they were like, he's already had the training. And but then, I like that explanation. And then Luke was like, this, this, and that. But is that not like the only way that makes sense is the fact he is 50 years old and he's not a child. He just acts like one because he's in his, um, what state would you call that? Adolescence. In his, uh, in his, he's in his adolescence in his species, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean what he's comprehended is lost. Yeah. But do you really think that would compensate for the fact that? He forgot. And he now completely, rem- they completely erase his memory. What they're going to do is in book Mandalorian season three, we're probably going to get more flashbacks. We're going to figure out who saved him. The theory is it's Mace Windu. Um, before or after? After. Ooh. He went to the Jedi Temple to try and save everybody. And that's in the comic books, correct? No. Or is that in the books? Nothing. It's in nothing? nothing? Oh, so this is headcanon. Yeah, uh, one of the... Explain what headcanon is. Headcanon... You've explained it once. Headcanon is just... uh, It's... What fans? What fans have come to realize about certain things that haven't been explicitly said on screen. So, like, the... um, What's a good example of headcanon? Headcanon would be... Like an actual headcanon thing. 
Like in in the MCU, it's headcanon that. Uh, th- it, it was headcanon that uh, Captain America was always able to lift a hammer until five years later, the Russo brothers came out and were like, or until Joss Whedon came out and was like, yeah, he could always hold it. Or the, the it's it, a lot of times headcanon is retconned. So like it was headcanon that Peter Parker was at uh, the Stark Expo and he had the Iron Man helmet on. And, and it was, like, yep, that's him. And it was technically confirmed that it was him. And to be honest, nine times out of 10, headcanon makes more sense than normal canon. Yeah. So basically. It's, it's fan service except certified. Uh, there was right? another, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, there was a test screening, not test screening, but there were three, <laughs> the Jedi who was going to show up at the end of Mandalorian. Yeah. They yeah. filmed it with Plukun. Plukun, Plukun, Plukun. The mandibles. Okay. Did you also hear about, uh, Gen, Ad- Ad- Gen, General Admiral Thrawn? Grand Admiral Thrawn. Grand Admiral Thrawn. The blue guy. Um, apparently, the only way for whatever they're doing right now is supposed to work. The only way for it to make cohesive sense is for him to be brought as the main antagonist. Yeah. Is that true? That's the theory is that he's going to be the overarching antagonist for Mandalorian, Ahsoka, and so on and so as forth. As a person, and maybe them, who have never seen uh, the Clone Wars, can you explain why that would make sense? If, if He's if a really bad guy who's really good at military tactics. So all these little sprinkles of procedures would make sense as to why it's going in this general direction. It's also not out of out of the realm of possibility that he turns into a good guy. I, I've, I, dude, it's hard to explain Grand Admiral Thrawn with not having read the books of him. He's only for the Empire because the Empire holds high military status. He like his okay, but that doesn't mean shit. Hold on, hold on. The reason Grand Admiral Thrawn is so good at conquering planets is because he studies their art. Doesn't it mean you would have to appreciate it? He appreciates their art. He understands the people. And that, that may sound dumb, so, but like... That's why he's so good at defeating them. His main military tactic is he studies their art, he steals a piece of it, and that is how he defeats the planet. By studying their art. It is an insane like, military tactic. I'll learn the best of you to destroy yes. all of you? Yes. But it's fucking phenomenal. But he still has to destroy them. Yeah. But it's, dude, it's hard to explain. How can you come back from that? Or is that what Vader came back? Kinda. <laughs> he came back to his son. He didn't come back to the millions of people he killed. He did. He became a Force ghost. Obi Wan was like, "Hey, I know that guy." Mm. Becoming one with the Force and them understanding your redemption doesn't necessarily mean you're forgiven for all the sins you've ever done. He I was forgiven by the Force. Okay. Is force the all-leading cause of purity? Because In this well, specific scenario, yes. Well, and we've talked about the fact if the force is technically meant to be balanced, there technically needs to be a source of evil. Mm-hmm. That could also have been Vader and then turn to the light side. And That's why the Jedi were so clouded during the events of Revenge of the Sith in episode two. Because Anakin was so clouded in his judgment? Was because there were no balance. There uh. was no real Sith for them to fight. Darth Tyrannus wasn't really a bad guy. Count Dooku wasn't really a bad guy. Which uh, Count Dooku was technically called... Darth Tyrannus. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay, and speaking in that sense, um, Anakin was also clouded in his judgment on which way to swing. Yeah. And it didn't necessarily... That's that's what I never understood about the balance of the Force. 
in my eyes, the balance of the force always meant the balance between good and evil. That's why gray Jedi are so... For both of them to exist, one or the other has to exist. Or you have to accept both as, like, real and understand both and accept both for what they are. So it's almost like the same argument of Rebels versus Empire. Neither is necessarily right or wrong. You can only root with one side based on your own personal beliefs. Yes and no. Hard... Roughly speaking. Yeah. Okay. Because, I mean, to be f- have you ever seen the video, The Empire Was Right? Yeah. That's a good fucking video. Yeah, it is. Because, yeah, okay. Um, we're at an hour and 31, man. I'm looking up a word. Yeah, go ahead. It's a good episode. <sighs> I'm still on the fence about Genghis Khan, though. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's a bad dude. He's a bad dude. Maybe good politics sometimes. All in all, very bad guy. Gerrymandering. Everyone's heard that one. Fuck you. I mean, come on, gerrymandering. You fucking gerrymandering son of a bitch. Like, yeah, no, we've heard that. You gonna speak with your forehead? I'm sorry, this is so quiet. He's still searching. Obviously, those on video can see that, but those just listening, we apologize. Giving it an old goog. Okay, Google. Word of the day. She doesn't even know, bro. So I guess it's all you. Macrosmatic. 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 Definition, sir. Having a good sense of smell. Ladies and gentlemen... It's macrosmatic. it's macrosmatic. And if you don't have macrosmatic, get how did, the sentence? Do you have the sentence? Do you have, have a good sense of macrosmatic? I have a good sense of macrosmatic. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Well. Take it light and breezy. Hold everybody. on. Hold on. Hold on. Take it light and breezy. God damn it. God damn it. Okay. Yeah, they can hear all that. Okay. Are, we, are hard, soft, simple? Stay golden, pony boy. You're staying golden. Okay. Later, y'all. Did you, which one did you in first? Okay, you got you get secrets today. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready.
Oh, for those that don't know, even know what you're talking about, what? What? Why are you telling secrets? This oh, is because, audio because, only. Because it's audio only. Okay, are <laughs> you ready? Are you ready? You're gonna be so fucking mad. Already? What? Hi. <laughs> we'll see you later, guys. Next week. Um. Also, audio only. Um. I'm probably gonna talk to dad. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what I'm gonna say. We're gonna have a, da- we're gonna have a dad podcast. I'm gonna have a dad podcast. <gasps> I love it. I'm afraid. We're sorry for his sailor mouth in advance. Yeah, he says some fucked up shit, yeah. which is why I don't think he wants his face on it. Um, Does he not? He doesn't care. There's nothing in there. I know. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, I think it should just be audio only. Yeah. That's fair. We should just do audio only. Um, should I still release it on YouTube or should that just be a Spotify? Exclusive? Spotify exclusive. Okay. Well, audio exclusive because we're also on iHeartRadio I and fucking Pandora and a couple. Uh, but yeah, will that be next week or do you think it'll be the week after? Uh, I'm off. Not tomorrow, but Wednesday. So I'm sure I, he is too. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> really? <laughs> what will we talk about? I don't know. It's up to you. It's not my podcast. It is. It's not my episode. Piece of shit. All right. Bye, guys. Have a wonderful day.